0: Welcome to Washington execs givers of GovCon podcast series, where we highlight the philanthropic efforts within the government contracting community and speak to the leaders spearheading them. Over the next weeks, you'll hear us talk with givers of all kinds as we dig deeper into how and why they're giving back. So thanks for tuning in and enjoy this next episode of givers of GovCon. Hello and welcome to another episode of Givers of GovCon. I'm Amanda Ziede with Washington Exec and joining us today is Sean Morris, Chief Operating Officer with Deloitte. Thank you so much for being here today, Sean.
1: Well, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Of course. So Sean, I understand personally, you are committed to social and community impact as is Deloitte as a whole, and you lead a specific effort within the company. But before we jump into that, can you share a bit about the background behind Deloitte's purpose mission?
1: Absolutely. So purpose is sort of at the center of both our strategy and our culture. We recently announced a chief purpose officer about a year ago in our U.S. firm. It's my good friend, Kwesi Mitchell, that took on that role. And the reason I mention that is We've spent decades and decades in our communities being incredibly active and deliberate about what we did. And we took a step back and realized it would be great for us to better coordinate that and prioritize where we are spending our time and our activities. I think COVID has, for many, highlighted the need to do exactly this. And so... When I say it's our central part of our strategy, that's really what I'm getting at. It is at the core of what we do. We believe that doing good is truly good business. And to do that, you've got to coordinate it from the very center. It's also key to our culture as well. Our people love to give back to their communities. And I can tell you when I'm on campuses, recruiting future Deloiters, as we like to call them, or working with experienced hires as well, one of the most common questions that I get is around what we do around purpose, what we do in our communities. And it's a huge draw and a huge engagement lifter from a talent experience perspective.
0: So do you want to share a bit about the different kinds of services or social impact that Deloitte is involved with?
1: It runs a gamut, to be perfectly honest with you. It's everything from the Deloitte Foundation, which I'm actually on the board of, through to our Health Equity Institute and lots of things in between. We get very involved in Veterans Affairs and homelessness, in education, different types of education. The Deloitte Foundation specifically focuses on education. We are highly, highly focused on diversity, equity, and inclusion. And what I would say is, is that we have seen the value of taking the missions that we serve every day with our clients, be that on the government side of the the business, which is where I sit, or on the commercial side as well, and overlapping those with the communities that we live in. And when we do that, we get excellent fireworks to happen. We really start to impact change, both for those clients, but also for the communities that we live in as well. So it's a broad swath of issues that we get engaged in, We are a large business, a large partnership, and we have a lot of interest from our partners and our staff across a broad brushstroke of different activities.
0: All right, wonderful. And I understand that you are heavily involved with Deloitte and raising awareness about human trafficking. Can you tell us a bit about how this initiative towards anti-trafficking began within Deloitte and why?
1: It began about 10 years ago, at the time I was running our Homeland Security business, which is sort of my background prior to my current role. And I was specifically working with Immigration Customs Enforcement and we started helping them think through some analytics around illicit networks. And to be honest with you, I I had never really been exposed to the true impact of anti-trafficking and it really did take my breath away. I was shocked by the pervasiveness of it, not just around the world, but specifically here in the United States and specifically in the DC metro area, just quite frankly, I was shocked. And what we realized as we got under the covers, took a look at this particular issue is, is that it is very misunderstood and the breadth of how many individuals it touches is definitely misunderstood. And so a number of colleagues And myself, and to include Ness Parker and Heather Riley and others, decided we were going to change the narrative on that. And we were pretty audacious in being able to think that way. It's one of the great things about Deloitte. It allows us the flexibility to go out there and and really sort of challenge the orthodoxies. What I can tell you is 10 years on, we're incredibly proud about the journey that we've been on, raising both awareness in Deloitte as well as communities around the world, and hopefully starting to impact an issue that's been around for millennia. We, as management consultants, take on big, hairy problems and solve them for our clients. And I might argue there's none bigger and hairier than this particular issue. And we are definitely moving the needle on this particular issue.
0: Interesting. It seems like the awareness portion is so important, considering you mentioned your shock 10 years ago, learning its impact. I'm sure many of us aren't even the slightest bit of aware for how intense that impact actually is as well. So that seems like a very important key to this initiative.
1: Absolutely, you know, it's around us every day when we travel on airplanes, when we're in airports, when we check into a hotel, you just kind of have to know what to look for. And there are a number of different resources that are out there to help with that, which we can talk about later. Mm -hmm. That makes sense.
0: So what is the extent of your involvement with the mission today, and why are you so passionate about this particular cause and social and community impact as a whole, really? I think maybe to answer that, it might be better to go back in history a little bit. So I come from
1: a long line of public servants, both on the civilian agency side of the U.S. government, as well as all four branches of the military. And I mentioned that because for the first 20 or so years, I grew up on U.S. Air Force bases in different countries around the world. And it was instilled in me that it is a requirement. It is what we do to give back to communities. It's one of the reasons that I've spent the last 25 years. That's a hard number for me to say, by the way, 25 years in the government consulting world because I feel a very tight attachment to the many great missions that serve the American people. And as a result of sort of being raised that way, I've had the privilege of sitting on a number of different boards, being involved in a whole bunch of different community organizations over that period, I'll give you a couple of examples. The fishing school, I sat on the board of that for over a decade. That's an after-school program in Washington, D.C. for disadvantaged communities. Just a really impactful organization. And then more recently, I sit on the board of the Greater Washington Community Foundation the largest grantor of funds to different organizations in the D.C. metro area. So I've always wanted to be engaged in giving back to communities that maybe have had less opportunity than I did growing up and that I certainly do now. And so that's the background on why I got engaged in community in general. But what I would tell you is specific to anti-trafficking, if you go onto the United Nations website, what you will see is More than 40 million people are enslaved in our world today. And that is uh, probably an underrepresented number. It's to the best of their ability to calculate that. But it's a pretty consistently recognized by many organizations and government number. I'll repeat that number. 40 million people are in some form of modern day enslavement in our world today. And so when you sort of take that in and recognize the just huge impact that has on the most vulnerable people around the world. For me, it was not hard to want to get engaged in this particular effort, in this particular cause.
0: $40 That is hard to think about.
1: It is. And it is an illicit trade. It's a very profitable business. It's been around for millennia. In many places, it's sort of looked at as it's always been that way. And it affects those people that are on the edges, right? And what I mean by that is those that are most vulnerable and need the help the most are sucked into this heinous, heinous crime. Mm -hmm,
0: Right. So what is the work that Deloitte has been doing to spread awareness about human trafficking and perhaps some of the anti-human trafficking nonprofits that you're working with?
1: So it's been a 10-year journey as I described, and I'm so proud. We've been engaged with literally dozens and dozens of organizations. At the government level, those are organizations like the White House, like the Department of Homeland Security, the State Department, Department of Justice. We have had influence and worked with international organizations like the United Nations, the European Union, and the UK government, in the case of the UK government, just as an aside, they actually have a law on the books where businesses over a certain size are actually required to prove that they've got clean supply chains, that they are not utilizing forced labor in those particular supply chains. We had a small part that we played in helping the UK government think through that and put that on their books. Just to give you an example, we've worked with academic institutions as well. I find partnering with academic institutions in the D.C. metro area on a number of causes is a really great way to propel different situations and stories forward. One of my alma maters is an example of that, American University. We've partnered with them a couple of years ago around looking at at-risk groups and the future of work and anti Formerly Trafficked Individuals is one of those at-risk groups. And then Georgetown University as well has been a great teaming partner of ours over the years. We've done literally dozens of pro bono activities for not-for-profits. And I the list is actually too long to go through, but I thought I'd just share a couple of them. In the DC metro area here, there's a couple that are really just phenomenal. Fair Goals is a fantastic program. We've done a number of pro bonos with them. It helps people that are formerly trafficked find a place to live and also get back on their feet. Free the Slaves is a DC-based international group fighting in this particular cause. Annie Cannons is a great organization. It's actually a Bay Area-based group that we've done a pro bono with. They're fantastic because they take formerly trafficked women specifically and they get them into programs where they learn to code. And then they have these skills, which then allows them to go and get a good paying job, and pull themselves out of some of the really heinous situations that they find themselves in. We've really enjoyed working with them. Polaris is another organization that we've worked with. Uh, great, great organization. And then a couple others, karena Rising, a group that helps the most vulnerable, those individuals that have been affected by this in the DC metro area, get a job. And then there's a great organization out there called Global Fund to End Slavery that we've done a lot of work with as well. So the list is long. We're incredibly proud of all of those. The last thing I'll say is, in addition to helping all of those organizations think through different aspects of human trafficking, we've also tried to spend a decent amount of time really informing the broader communities around topics like sustainable supply chains. You know, how do you actually think through how to eradicate forced labor in your supply chains. And then increasingly, and I think the pandemic has really highlighted this, really looking at inclusive work. So as the pandemic came down the pipe, what we saw was expediting of what we knew would happen around this concept of future of work. And what it did and what we see it doing now is putting those most at risk, those on the fringes of our society, including trafficked individuals, or formerly trafficked individuals into even more challenging situations and potentially putting them back into the traffic situations. And so we've done a number of thought pieces around both of these particular areas as a way to educate and inform
0: broader communities. It's such an interesting point. It'll be so important to follow and continue spreading awareness on in the next couple of years. Absolutely. I
1: spent a lot of time with my clients thinking through the future of work. And I think we will look back in 24 to 36 months and we will see that the pandemic has been probably the most significant expeditor of both positive and negative change in our professional, certainly my professional lifetime. There's lots of goodness in there, but the most important piece that I believe we can do is to make sure that people don't get left behind, but people aren't negatively affected by that. We have the resources as the wealthiest nation in the world to be able to do better in these particular areas. And it's one of the reasons that we're incredibly proud of our involvement in this particular issue. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So is there any upcoming news or initiatives related to the work that Deloitte is continuing to do with anti-trafficking that you'd like to share?
1: We just celebrated uh, anti-human trafficking month that's in January. President Obama announced that in his terms. So we did a lot of awareness training both in Deloitte and outside of Deloitte. And I'm really excited to share that we've actually been chosen to have a panel at South by Southwest next month. We're very excited that South by Southwest is back on. Maybe an indication that the pandemic might be slowly coming to an end. And my colleague, Jessica Gelmar is leading a panel discussion, interestingly on the future of work like we were just talking about. along with the Lutheran Immigration and Refugee Services, Survivor Alliance, and Flickshop on how we can engage survivors of trafficking, refugees, and formerly incarcerated individuals and involving their workforce needs. So we're really, really excited about doing that. It's an honor. It's not our first time to be at South by Southwest on anti-trafficking as a topic, but we're really pleased that they recognize the importance of taking those at-risk communities and spending time thinking about how to help them, how to make sure they they do not fall through the cracks. And the cracks are pretty big coming out of the pandemic.
0: And what a large platform to be able to discuss such an important topic. Absolutely. We're excited by it. I think Jessica's going to do a fantastic job. Wonderful. Well, We'll keep note of that and see how it goes next month. Before we end, I wanted to ask if there is anything else about this particular cause and perhaps... You mentioned a bit about your personal, professional background. That makes you want to stay engaged and continue spreading awareness on anti-trafficking and leading Deloitte's community and, and initiative in this space.
1: Yeah, I always go back to the way I was raised. I mean, I was raised in a military family. So the concept of community giving back is really important. I was also in reflecting, incredibly blessed to be raised by a family that loved me a lot and nurtured me to help me get the platform to do many of the things I've been able to do both professionally and personally. And as I reflect on that, it is one of the reasons why I think I've been so passionate about being involved in community-based organizations in general. Not everybody is blessed in that way. And the way I look at it is if you are not a leader on all facets of your life. What is the point? You could be a leader in just the professional facets of your life, but you're leaving so much on the table when you do that. And I believe I have a commitment as a leader in our business community to give back to all facets of the communities that I live in and that my colleagues live in. And then as I've mentioned, as I I call myself a nerdy management consultant, Solving big, hairy problems is what I do, and there are none as big and hairy as this particular issue. It's literally been around since biblical, before biblical times, and it is not a very easy issue to tackle, particularly as the world has globalized, as technology has taken over. These illicit crime networks have adapted to it, but Solving problems is what I do. It's what Deloitte does. It's impacting our clients. And we're incredibly passionate about doing that here. We have literally a community of hundreds of individuals here in Deloitte who are passionate about this particular topic, trying to have a positive impact on this particular topic. So that's what motivates me personally. I believe it motivates many of my colleagues in a similar way. It's about making a difference.
0: So why and perhaps how should and can others join Deloitte in the fight against human trafficking?
1: Yeah, if you hopefully remember nothing other than 40 million, there's 40 million people that are enslaved in our world today. They're enslaved here in the D.C. metro area. They're enslaved here in Virginia, Maryland, across the country. It's around you. I say that because one of the biggest things I think we can do is educate ourselves on this particular issue and how, as we've talked about throughout this podcast, the pandemic has actually intensified the issue on formerly trafficked and currently trafficked individuals. And there are some great sources out there to consider looking at, to learn a little bit more about this. Department of Homeland Security has something called the Blue Campaign. That's an awareness campaign, which you will see in airports, train stations. Check that out, because it's really very well done and will bring people up to speed. The Department of State puts out a report every year. It's called the uh, Transportation and Persons Report, and it actually reports on trafficking by country and how well that particular country is doing in their battle to hopefully end trafficking one day. You can imagine that's quite a controversial report for a number of countries, but it really gives you an idea, not just domestically, but internationally, how pervasive the issue is and what causes it. And we've got a lot to talk about on this particular topic as well. I'd love to bring people on the journey with us. We've got a lot of resources that we can share here at Deloitte. And the more of us that are in it, the quicker it will go away.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for spreading your awareness here with us today, for sharing your passion on the topic and a bit about Deloitte's history with service and giving back in general. I really appreciate you being here today, Sean. Thank you so much.